Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 18. Welcome back, maniacs. Man, my my emotions and, and energy level are all over the place right now. Just finished watching the World Cup final. I'm a little bit sad because it's all over. It's my, my favorite time of every four years. But, man, what a tournament it was, and there's just so much to talk about over the next weeks, month. I thought it was a wonderful final that well represented what was a very exciting World Cup. Two worthy teams, I thought, made the final. I thought it was a justified final, France being the best team in the tournament for sure. I did think Croatia were a little bit hard done by in the first half. I I wasn't particularly cheering for, for, for anyone in particular. Um, I do like the French team, but I'm also a big fan of underdog victories. So after that first half, I thought Croatia were the better side. Um, I thought they were a little hard done by by that poor penalty call. And the free kick call was a bad one also, although not the referee's fault. It was, you know, in slow motion review, it was seen that it was a soft tackle and, and Griezmann was going down early, conned his way into a free kick a little bit. So I did find myself cheering for Croatia a little bit in the second half to kind of even the odds. But overall, like I said, best team, I feel, won the tournament. Congratulations to France on their second World Cup trophy. Allez les bleus! And, and like I said, so many things to discuss after this World Cup. You know, some of our favorite players that defined this last era of, of football, like Cristiano Ronaldo, Lino Messi, exiting early from the tournament, Germany exiting early from the tournament. We've got a lot of young teams that are doing fantastic, and now we're going to go into a whole new era of star players. I'm sure we're going to see some mega transfers we already have in the past week. Also, what kind of role is VAR going to play in the future, being introduced into this tournament for the first time? So lots of interesting to come, things to come in the sport. Let's, let's talk about England briefly. You know, me being uh, Canadian and Northern Irish, neither of my teams have qualified for a World Cup in my lifetime. So I've cheered for England almost my entire life, growing up as a David Beckham fan or Wayne Rooney fan. I, I, like everyone, I didn't have huge expectations for England this World Cup. Pleasantly surprised. The best they've done in my memory, uh, they made it to the semis in 1990, but I was two years old. So in my memory, this is the best they've done. It was so exciting. A young team, the bright future. They were definitely the most controversial team in the tournament, the most talked about, the most loved, and the most hated fans. But I have to say, I, I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the ride. And 2022, it's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. To the much dismay of everybody else, I've probably just upset all the Colombian listeners, which uh, we might have quite a few of because our guest is of Colombian descent. But anyways, great tournament. Very pleased with England. Definitely some other teams that have to be shouted out. You know, of course, France and Croatia, finalists. uh, Belgium, of course, the third-placed winners, showing that they and proving that they are more than just a good team on paper. Shout-out to Japan, the Blue Samurai, for almost eliminating Belgium, going up 2-0. But uh, that crazy comeback, losing 3-2 in one of the most exciting games of the tournament. So many, so many great teams this World Cup that were maybe unexpected. Shout out to Nigeria, not only for playing some good football, but for having the nicest, by far the nicest jerseys in the World Cup. And of course, in classic Adam Harrison fashion, I've made a couple top five lists following the World Cup, which you can actually see on the Adamantium blog. But I'm going to share a couple with you over this intro because I can talk to them a little bit. 
So first off, let's talk about the top five, what I thought were the top five matches of the World Cup. Of course, you're not going to agree with them all. I would love to hear your guys' feedback. What were your, some of your favorite matches? For me, number five was the final, France and Croatia. Uh, I thought, again, usually finals can be very slow. It's usually a, a difference of a goal or, God forbid, penalties. But this game was very open, very back and forth, very exciting. thought it was excellent. Number four was Belgium, mentioned earlier, Belgium versus Japan. Japan going up 2-0, very surprised. Surprising, would have been a surprising result already, being the underdogs, but even more so Belgium coming back from two goals down. It was a crazy game. Some excellent goals in that game. Number three was Uruguay versus Portugal in the round of 16. That game had the potential of being a snoozer, with Uruguay being so defensive and Portugal being Portugal. I thought it was going to be 0-0, 1-1, going into extra time, very slow. Uruguay scored that <sighs> unreal Cavani goal early. Thought they were going to park the bus for the next 80 minutes, but Portugal got one back, and it was just a very open game, super exciting, really showed off some key players. Number two for me was Spain versus Portugal in the group stage. One of the first games of the tournament, I think it was on the third day of the tournament, was 3-3. We should say almost Spain versus Ronaldo. Ronaldo showed us when he goes into beast mode, he's unstoppable. Scored that last-minute free kick under pressure. was unreal, unreal. And number one for me... Uh, it was really close between number two and number one. Number one for me was France versus Argentina in the round of 16. And although the scoreline was 4-3, sounds closer than it was that game, France really showed how dominant they really were. And even kind of how exposed Argentina was. Some amazing goals in that. Di Maria, Pavard, some of the best goals in the tournament came from that. Mbappe scored two goals. Excellent, exciting football. Let me know what, you, what your, some of your guys' favorite uh, games. And I also want to share with you guys my top five goals of the World Cup, especially because I feel very strongly for my number one pick, and I'll explain why when I get there. Very interested to hear what your guys' favorite goals were. There's so many good goals in this World Cup, so obviously not everyone's going to agree on everything. Number five for me was Yvonne Perisic against France in the final. It was... Uh, spectacular not a team goal and an individual effort the control on that uh, on the ball in the air turning putting it in the far corner was beautiful and mostly just because to have that kind of composure in the final it was excellent excellent goal Uh, number four was Benjamin Pavard against Argentina in the round of 16 (laughs) the first time strike with the spin rocket of a shot maybe a little bit lucky but Unreal goal. Number three was Cristiano Ronaldo against Spain. The back-and-forth game that ended 3-3. Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick. Under pressure, scores a free kick in, I think it was like the 88th minute or something like that. Perfect, perfectly placed free kick over the wall. Unreal. Just shows why he's one of the best. I, You know, usually in the Ronaldo versus Messi debate, I, I, I usually sway towards the messy side but really that 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 game really proved insane talent that is Cristiano Ronaldo number two for me was Edinson Cavani against Portugal the he scored two amazing goals both of them almost made this top five list but for me the first goal the header it was amazing team effort Cavani to Suarez back to Cavani jumps like 20 feet in the air it seemed like to place a perfect header (sighs) crazy goal crazy goal it was a little I was a little sad that he didn't get to play against France could have uh 
I, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Number one for me, and I feel very strongly, it was by far the best goal in the tournament, in my opinion, and that was Lionel Messi against Nigeria in the group stage. Messi, with the weight of the world on his shoulders, basically <laughs> positioned to carry this team, gets the long ball, and the thing about this goal, which is why I feel so strongly, if you're not a football player yourself, you might not understand why this goal is so unreal. And it's only from one a, one particular angle where you really see why this was a one-of-a-kind masterclass goal. Messi gets the long ball, brings it down on his knee, his left knee, and touches it on his left foot all in one stride. He's running full speed, knee to foot, opposite foot, far side. Doesn't even go near side of the goal, far side of the goal. If you haven't seen it, look it up for me. Goal of the tournament. The first the first touch on that goal is like master class skill. If you if you're a soccer player, you understood when you saw it. You know, the match analysis commentators were just, you know, <laughs> over the moon by it. It was crazy, crazy goal. Uh, unbelievable from, you know, arguably the best player in the world. So that's it for my World Cup analysis. I have taken up enough time on it, but I would love to hear from you guys what was your favorite goals, favorite matches, what you thought of the tournament in general. I thought it was one of the most exciting tournaments uh, in my lifetime anyways, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, let me know what you thought. Send me an email. Shoot me a message. Again, you can follow the Adamantium on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're there. So let's talk about today's episode. Our guest is Andres Sierra, who is a Toronto pop singer, dancer, entertainer. He just released his debut album called House Arrest. His single Maxed Out has gone viral over YouTube and Spotify. It is super catchy. Reminds me of like a 90s Euro dance pop song. It is awesome. Check it out. I love having local talent on the show. Love sharing them with you guys. I'm sure we're going to hear tons from Andres in the future. Andres has a, a fantastic story and kind of his, uh, I don't want to say adventure because it was, it was, well, yeah, it is an adventure. A lot of ups and downs. Andres, after five years, left his management who had kind of asked him to conform and kind of cover up his queer identity. We talk about that. We talk about his Colombian descent and how it influences music. We talk about a lot of stuff. Being the advantages and, and privilege of being from Toronto, um, it is just a great conversation. Very excited to share it with you guys. Just quickly before we get stuck into it, subscribe to the Adamantium podcast on iTunes if you don't already. If you are subscribed, please leave us a rating and review. Follow us on social media. Again, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm not saying this to stroke my ego although it helps, uh, but the, the more exposure we get, the more guests we will get, and it's been an exciting ride so far, and you know we want to keep it going. So help spread the word, spread the love, and I love you guys for it. Without further ado, here's episode 18 with Andres Sierra. Enjoy, everyone. Andres Sierra, did I get it right? Andres Sierra. There we go. There yes. we go. The first thing I said to you was, <laughs> how do I say your name so I don't come in being, what's up, Andre? Yeah. <laughs> Andy, what's yeah. up? Yeah. Oh my God, Andy. 
people ever call you Andy? I tried to make that a nickname work when I was really? a kid because I was sick of people like calling me by the wrong Trying name. Trying to say. Yeah. And, well, and then Andy didn't work either and like only one girl would ever call me Andy and then it was like a joke that I even tried to make Andy happen. Right. Yeah. Well, if you live in a neighborhood too with a bunch of waspy kids, then trying to say Andres is yeah, not like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on everything that's been going thank on so you. far. Pretty thank exciting you, thank stuff. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debut album. Yeah. Uh, hit single. Yeah. Millions of views on yeah. YouTube. Pretty yeah. incredible. Is yeah, it surreal? Yeah. yeah, it's been surreal, um, but it's also it's been quite a journey. Right. To be honest, yeah. It's been quite a quite a journey and it's been through a very long time. Right. Like I've been doing this for a fucking long time. <laughs> I swear. No, say whatever you want. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I've been doing this for a very long time and I only just realized like how long I've been in this pursuit, even before I actually got into the industry right. in two thousand and twelve. Um, I've been on this pursuit of pop stardom since I was like four. Okay. You know. Okay, and we're gonna touch on all of that. So let's mm. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you grew up in Toronto. I did. So, tell us, tell us about where, where, did you, where did you grow your talents? Where, how did you discover you... Let's start with how did, how, what, what made you decide you wanted to do music? Mm-hmm. You said when you were four. Yeah, when I was four years old, like, whenever my parents would put me in the playpen in front of the TV, okay. they'd play things like, you know... Paparazzi. Okay. They play like Madonna's Vision Tour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tina Turner. Like anything that had to do with music, I was obsessed. Like I okay. would just like stare at the TV screen and just be mesmerized. Okay. And my dad. I mean, I'm Colombian, and music is very much in our yes, soul. In your roots. You know, in yeah, my roots. Like, like at home, we listen to so much music every day. There's always music playing. Um, but my dad would uh, play the guitar and I guess I, it got to a point where I was like, no dad, that's the wrong note. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> and then that's when he was like, oh shit, he's got an ear for music. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he brought me to his vocal lessons. Okay. Um, and I loved it so much that he gave up taking lessons so that I could take the lessons instead. Okay. I couldn't afford the both. Right. And that's how it started. Really? So, so you had musical parents or at least... Your dad, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, he played the guitar. And played the guitar. A one, too. And I, I read somewhere that you play multiple instruments. Yeah, I play the piano. Piano. Piano okay. is my main, and then like a lot of percussion stuff like that. Okay. Like a lot of the Latin percussion, like the congos cool. and the bongos and all that yeah, kind of stuff. That's like, what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah wicked, wicked, wicked. Yeah. Okay. Boom, boom. Um, I play a bit of guitar too, but not. Uh, I'm, I'm a percussionist. That's yeah. that's awesome. So. Dad, dad was a talented musician. You're taking lessons. Where were you going? Were you going to public school at the time, or right away was it like straight into art school? No, so I went just like to a regular Catholic school. Okay. Um, in my area, okay. um, but I went to a music school in Scarborough, and that's where I I okay. spent like I feel like 15 years. I spent there, and that was extracurricular. So I'd be there like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, so like a little bit, and then at one point I was just there like every day. Or like I'll have like these marathon days because like I did so many extracurricular activities. Right. Like whether it was dance, whether it was swimming, whether it was a vocal or a piano right. lesson or a theory. Like it was just like like this. And my mom would be the one to take me everywhere. So I spent all the time with my mom. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, I noticed that too. Like you're a very talented dancer as well. Mm-hmm. So that all came 
I mean, that's all part of being a pop star. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you like right away? I got to learn how to dance as well, or? Well, like that was my that was what I saw pop stars had to be like mm-hmm. watching the greats on TV, right. like singing and dancing to both. together. Yeah. Which, to be honest, doesn't happen much anymore. Right. Like, to see somebody on stage slay vocals and it's, dance right. is a rarity in the pop world. Right. Even though in the music theater world, that's you what we do. You can slay dance and lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of yeah. that. Yes. Exactly. Or, like, completely relying on that backtrack where it's, like, you're singing, but, right. like, your mic is really low, yeah. you know? Like... No, none of that with me. I'm gonna yeah. give you full. I always love it when, when you get catch a clip of like someone stumbling, but yeah, yeah they don't miss a note. No, it's like, nah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right away it was like singing, dancing, um, and then so you what's you, where did you from high school? You went to an art high school, right? Mm-hmm. And then where did you go? Did you go to Sheridan? I think Sheridan somewhere. Sheridan Phenomenal art theater. Yeah, it's a great school. Yes. Great school. Life changing. Like yeah, the most artsy of the artsy. Life changing. Yeah. I uh, I myself was gonna, was thinking about going there because I used to do a lot of illustration. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah they have one of the best illustration programs. Yeah. Like Un- unreal, unreal. But uh, I was one of those. I went to the high school I went to because they had a good arts program, and that's kind of where I realized. I was good at drawing, but if like if this is the average person, I was here, and then there was kids that were like, yeah. here, and they were like the people getting like the four jobs that were available. So, so I decided to take a different route. But uh, yeah, amazing school, amazing program. So you took musical theater. What was it like there? Very competitive. Um, so funny that I went there as a last resort. I didn't okay. want to go to Sheridan. I wanted Julia. to go to Juilliard, motherfucker. Oh, like, of course. I yeah, right. auditioned okay. for Juilliard. I've always like I've always shoot for the stars. I always go way beyond anything that I always like. I always envision myself just like. Okay. So I had in my mind set that I was going to go to Juilliard, and I worked so hard for that audition that yeah. it was one of the only auditions that I ever did for anything where. I was not nervous at all okay. because I was you just like, I so know my shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it was, and so when I didn't make it past the first round, yeah, I was devastated. Yeah. I was crushed, and um, when I came back, I was just like over auditioning anymore. That I just didn't even right. want to do okay. anything anymore. And like the only one that was left after that was Ryerson. I had already auditioned for Okay. Um, so like who's getting into Juilliard? Like the cast of Hamilton? Like, I, guess, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like what does uh, it take? But, um, but yeah, no. And it just kind of was very much like fate mm-hmm. to get there. And then once I did get there, it was just like everything. Like I met the most incredible people. I had mm-hmm. lifelong friends from that era. Um, it was a place that allowed me to really grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a place where, like, I went there thinking that I was going to get away from the pop world. And then, okay. you know, I felt like music theater would now be, like, a more um, safe uh, choice to make. Okay. Because, you know, you can get an agent, you start auditioning, right. you're working. And then, you know, here, especially now, it's like a new golden age of music theater in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening. There is mm-hmm. so much, like, talent. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Toronto's an amazing place to be for Toronto is scene. crazy right now yeah. in terms of the music scene. In terms I honestly, of the I say to people, I say it all the time, probably said it in five podcasts already, like, I would say Toronto has arguably... One of, if not the best music scene in North America. Yes. Because yes. if you're coming to Canada, 
you're coming to Toronto. Yes. You know? We... You can go out every every single night of the week. You can find someone of notoriety yeah. playing and performing yeah. in Toronto every night of the week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can't even almost you can't even say that even New York City, you know, because mm-hmm. it's maybe Manhattan's a little tighter and whatnot, and or slightly smaller artists will go to well, like just, outside outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're coming to Toronto, you're coming to Toronto. You're not yeah. going to Oshawa. No, you know, no, no, no. You're not going no, to Oakville no, or Richmond Hill. No, you're not. You're in Toronto. You're in Toronto. Downtown. Toronto's so big that, yeah. 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 So it's a great place to be, to build a career. Oh, yeah. So then let's talk about the album. So House Arrest yeah. has just come out. So what, what's the, what was the inspiration, first of all, behind the title? Why was it called House Arrest? House arrest. Um, it's about being bounded by the shackles of so many things. Right. You know, okay. it's a play on words because like a lot of it is house music. Right. Um, and then house arrest, like as an independent artist and trying to make it in the, into the industry, mm-hmm. trying to conform. Right. Of course. Um, and that has been the bulk of my journey is conforming. Yes. Yeah, so which is one one of the reasons why maybe it took so long from what yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were with, I, I read this, that you were with a management company mm-hmm. and you left because they wouldn't endorse you being a queer person. Yes. So tell us yes. about that. What was what was that experience like? Um, Did it feel like you were been chained down for... Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of honestly came to terms with everything. Okay. Like two days ago. Two days and, ago? Two days ago, yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you, it's caused a lot of anxiety. Okay. And... You know, I bet. Like yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Like yesterday, I'm getting really personal here. I had a full-blown anxiety attack in public, and that had never happened to me in my life. I was at the A&W, oh. and I ordered <laughs> the Beyond Meat Burger, which is their new veggie burger. Okay. It's plant-based. It's vegan. Okay. okay. Right. Um, Are you vegan? No. No. I, no I was vegetarian for two years. Okay. Um, and then I went back to eating meat because my health was like down the right. drain. Okay. Um, but um, I want to be vegan in the future when I can do it okay. because for me it's about the environmental impact that okay. meat has on the, um, yeah. on the environment. Right. So I went to go try this new veggie burger which is absolutely good? incredible. Yeah. Now that I've eaten meat for a while and then having this, you know, lab grown patty right. that is supposed to, that they've like tried to recreate the taste and the texture of yeah. meat, they succeeded. Really? It's really, yeah, it's I, like game changing <laughs> for, um, for the vegetarian vegan movement. It's really? game changing okay. for like, you know, the A&W. possibility. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, launched it on Monday. I've tried veggie burgers some places. Oh, like, it's yeah. very hit or miss. And before like, that, the AW um, veggie burgers were disgusting. Yeah, like, they were gross. Yeah, unless you're going to like some gourmet place where you're paying like $25 for a burger. The <laughs> best veggie burger, actually, um, was South Street Burger. Oh, really? They have the best. There's, there's yeah. one right here, too. But then <laughs> I, st- I try to stay away from things that are soy-based, too. Okay. For the estrogen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, you know, that's what a lot of people don't realize being vegan too. Like, it gets expensive. Yeah, that's it's so expensive. Saying, and I don't got that guap. I don't got that guap. That's why I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> Eating air like yeah. fuck. Yeah, I have a cousin who went vegan and at the time he was like in a job that wasn't paying and he's like, Adam, some days I just didn't eat. No, and I was like, no, no, no. That's not healthy. And my either. life, my that's life is healthy. so on the go yeah. that even like, Options. No, yeah. no, the prep work is too much, yeah. Um, and yeah, not easily accessible. I get, in it. I get it. There's got to be 
Someone's got to create a vegan on the go. Well, That's you, a good business and model. And the thing is, like, you only get healthier options or vegan options in more, like, gentrified areas. Right. Okay. Which is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Because, like, my area, like, they'll open up, they open up Green Plaza. I remember being so upset that they were opening another Tim Hortons and an A&W at the time. It wasn't even yeah. an A&W. And, like, a Subway. And I'm like, why does another one over there? Like, yeah. why do we need more of these? Yeah. Like, give us some real food, some yeah. healthy food. But, like, no. But um, anyway, so I was at the A&W. Yeah, so you're at the A&W, yes. A&W. And um, I was like dealing with a conversation that I had with them. Um, Your and, previous manager. Yes, 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 okay. yes. And it was such a trigger. Sorry, just side, well, did they want you back or was what was... No, it was about something... That had happened, okay. Yeah, it was about something that happened. And I had written a response that was... Um, I just completely opened up. Like, it took me mm-hmm. the entire day for me to write the email. Okay. I had to meditate before writing the email. Like, okay. it was that heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like, it was good to get it out of there because, like, I had to get that off my chest. Yes, yeah. Um, but when I remembered about it, it kind of triggered me. And then I was in this weird place. I was like, okay. It was right after rehearsal. Yeah. I'm like, I'm starving. I got to go meet somebody. Let me go get that burger. And I'm there having the burger, and just more and more, I started disconnecting from where I was. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why am I feeling this way? Right. And I sat there, and my whole body went numb. Yeah. And I was, like, screaming on the inside, and I started, like, hyperventilating. Yeah. And I was bawling. I was going to say, weeping into your I burger. I was weeping. <laughs> into your burger. Weeping. I took out the burger out of the bag, and I used the bag to, like, breathe yeah, in. Yeah, I remember yeah. my mom taught me that once. And God bless her heart, Charlotte, the cashier, she yeah. came. She's like, are you okay? okay? Is yeah, everything yeah. okay? And I'm like, I'm just having an anxiety attack. I just yeah. got to ride it out. Thank you. She got me some water, and that's all I needed yeah. for me to get out of it. Yeah. And then I enjoyed that burger. So yeah, yeah. It was such anxiety a Anxiety is a very real thing that it's people who's so never... Ex- I, I, I've no. never... I get anxiety when things get busy and stuff, but not... I've never had an anxiety attack or anything like that, yeah. but I... Some of my friends have had some very serious it's anxiety unreal. panics. It's unreal. And it, like, it affects... It physically affects it your does. health, too. It One of does. my... I had a friend who thought he was having a heart attack. Yep. He had to go to the, he went to the emergency The first room. time that I had one, yeah. and I, I never experienced anything like mm-hmm. that before, I went to the emergency because I thought I was fucking exposed. Yeah, it's a very real thing, and I don't think there's enough, um, I don't know, there's not enough there's emphasis still around it. Like people, it. Yeah, there's still, of course, there's, there's stigma absolutely it. a stigma You know, it. the fact that I was having that panic attack, and I was going between, oh my god, I'm screaming, someone come help me, someone yeah. come grab me, to, oh my god, I'm ashamed, no one come to me, Right. I'm embarrassed. Of course, because you're... Yeah. I'm in public. Yeah. I'm in the corner weeping like an yeah. idiot, you know? And So this was sparked from this conversation with yeah. the management. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I had to really deal with like what really how it really played out. And I understand, you know, from when I started. When I started in 2012, yeah. there was hardly any queer visibility. Sam right. Smith hadn't world. even existed Even then, yet. Yeah. At the time, the only really person to be out and about was Adam Lambert. And even right. then, he was still, able... he was like a rock and roller. Like Yeah, yeah but even still, like... He's playing with Queen. Yeah, but... Like that. No, but this even before that. Before that, okay. He um, performed at an award show. I don't know if you remember this. He performed yeah. at an award show, and he ended up kissing one of his backup dancers on live oh, okay. television. Okay. And everybody... 
freaked out in the end. Like it was a whole thing okay. that really hurt his career. Yeah. So that was what we were in when we started. Yeah, and so, which is crazy. That was only six years ago. You and know? that is and yeah, look at crazy, the progress right? you've made, which oh, is really six years. incredible. It's six so years. amazing. It's so, so amazing. So you're man, I, and I, I don't want to cause it, but they wanted you to kind of be a shell of... What well, you, I have to go from to being a straight male pop star. You see the quote, <laughs> air yeah, quotes, yeah. like you know so what they that wouldn't even expected. let you be openly gay. Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. No. That's no. so like when I was even in 2012, it seems crazy. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When I was like in like at events and stuff like that like I always had to filter everything like I yeah. had to be cautious of how I moved how I presented myself like, yeah that was very exhausting and I didn't is. I didn't know how taxing that was going to be it's like being until, in a pitch your entire life <laughs> until I was in there again and like before I met them like I was already out and about I had come to terms with everything I was fully expressing myself and I was in where I'm at now yeah six years ago yeah and then I chipped all that away. Yeah. Because I also thought that that was the the key to success. I okay. thought that by conforming, you right. know, I would get in there, do my thing. Once I got that level of popularity and a then sense, you could, then, then I could do whatever I wanted because yeah. that was also kind of the trend for, you know, artists never really came into the industry queer. Right. They would... Come into the industry. It's a good point. And things are yeah. like, oh, even cool. if, even going back to like Freddie Mercury and stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, even now, I, I think still there still isn't there is anybody there's still some walls really to be hasn't you know away. being like boom, you know, right off okay. the get go. So yeah, so and I mean it's it's kind of so backwards because what really makes a pop star is that like loud, like your personality is your. It is. Your pop star, you know it what is. I mean? So, it is. And I, so when, I, I, what made you realize I've just got to be me, no matter what this com- this management thinks? My mental health, bro. Okay. My mental health was down in the dumps. Yeah. Highly depressed. Okay. Super anxious all the time. Of course. And I like... It was all necessary, honestly. All yeah. of the, all, guys, I look back into everything. I'm like, everything was necessary for right. me to... Because, like, I got to hash this shit out now because right. you see so many artists succumb to those things. Mm-hmm. You see so many artists commit suicide, you mm-hmm. know? And these are conversations and topics that we need to have mm-hmm. on the table. That's why I'm so open with my well, anxiety. I'm so open right. with it. Like, on my social media, I will. Like, I'm just, you know? And, like, you know, I'd be criticized for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, for me, it's about the visibility. Well, art itself is supposed to be a way to express yourself, so yeah. it's almost like being locked in a box, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you can't, you're trying to push it out, but it For sure. won't go anywhere. And sometimes, so. like, I, I, I'll, I'll do, like, a little, you know, uh, an Instagram story, yeah. and it's me by myself out of home, just in my thoughts, I'm like, I gotta share this with somebody. Right, yeah. You know, and I'll just share it, yeah. and, like... What blows my mind is how many responses come in, you right. know, yeah. like, you know, when people are like, yeah, I feel that way too, or like, you're going to be fine, like, it's okay, like, you know, here's how, what I do to, and it's like, oh my God, like, we're all feeling the same way, yeah. like, so we need to not feel like we're alone. Yeah, it's funny because it's too much, and I'm guilty of it myself, too much, we're always thinking, there's even times where, if I'm thinking of posting something or saying something, 
I can even sometimes I even literally pick out a specific person and I'm like what is that person that person's not gonna like this they're gonna think it's stupid oh, yeah. or something you know what I mean and I won't do it like eight 800 other people could love it and I'm like this one person's gonna make like tease me over this or yeah whatever, and you won't do it and then you won't do it right. so you let that one of over course. the 800 yeah. Yeah. dictate your decision right. I'm like oh my god no I know, it's crazy right no 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 yeah yeah I'll tell you a story yeah um it had been a very very long time since anything like this had happened but like uh, I was feeling myself super cute my high-waisted shorts my crop top boom and it wasn't until the end of the day on my mm-hmm. way home at like 10 o'clock at night where I was being like um heckled by a bunch of you know yeah, teenagers yeah, yeah. for being you know queer and it was the first time that I had like, I felt so powerless. Right. Yeah. And for me, somebody who very much presents, you know, strength and confidence, um, that moment diminished me everything. so yeah, much. Of course. And when I got home, broke down into tears. And after that. The next morning, because I was going to be on um, breakfast television the next morning, um, doing an interview and talking about my show and all that kind of stuff. And um, it was, that night I came home to try on my outfit because I hadn't even had the chance to try on mm-hmm. any of it. And when I tried it on, it's like a new life came into me. And I saw myself in the mirror and I'm like, am I really going to let those last 10 minutes of that day that I right. had to ruin the whole day? Incredible yeah. day. Yeah. And then let these motherfuckers like just make me feel a type of way. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this, you know, seep into my interview the next morning. Like I'm about to like live, you know, my dream and just right. have the most amazing time to like talk about what I do. And I'm not going to let that. Right. Bum. And a lot of times it's jealousy, you know what mm. it is? It's just, it's, it's bullying. You know? I empathize like, because I'm like, why? Yeah. Straight up When you why? do think of why, then it's just, you know, they're probably not as um, yeah. confident to do something like no. that. So they, they, they try and bring other I people. feel like, you know, and, um, next time anything that happens, I feel like I will just, you know, try to have a conversation with them as opposed it's, to, you know, just standing there. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. It is getting much better, and we're we're lucky. We live in a city that is very yeah. We are what I've realized. We are a little bit in a progress bubble. Yeah, you know, like here. Yeah, right here. Oh yeah, and you know what? There's even once um, the election is uh, very telling of that. Yeah, right. I um, I was in Texas once, <laughs> so and I was. I think my buddy and I went down to Texas, uh, and we're two straight guys. But we went out one night and we were walking back to the car and literally just, we were two guys walking side by side and like some dudes yelled something like homophobic out yeah. the window and it's like, what? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like how are you that insecure that you're not yeah. even comfortable with two dudes walking, yeah. like two straight guys yeah, walking yeah, down yeah. the street together, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, there, you know, there is a lot of the world that's still very backwards, but... Um, yeah, it's there's still a lot of progress to be done, but I'm glad we live in a city that not only is so full of music and art, but is very accepting it's in general. Safe, it's, in been, it's, it's been it's, it's been very much um, in many terms a safe space, and I say that knowing my level of privilege here. Yeah, right. Of course, people who don't, especially yes, indigenous yeah. people yeah, here, yeah. Um, who 
live in these third world conditions. Right. And like, yeah. That's why I'm like, you know, as an immigrant, I'm always very thankful this country mm-hmm. opening their, you know, their doors to my family and I. Yeah. But I also know that we still have a lot to do. And there is. There's. There's always going to be work sure. to be done. Um, but I, I am for sure grateful that we live where we are, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a forward thinking mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great for you as an artist, you know, I think Toronto is kind of the perfect place for you. Toronto's the future. It is. Toronto it is. is a look into the future of what the world can you know, be. California is great that way too, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of the right place for you yeah. to be. Yeah, to, yeah, for you yeah. to be starting your career. Yeah, I thought for the longest time that I would have to leave Canada because yeah. that's always been I think that's starting the, to change. the trajectory yeah. for a lot of artists because like in the arts, like Canada is that friend that doesn't right. give you the time of day until somebody else gives you that time of day. And then so when now you're cool because those people think you're cool, then Canada was like, oh yeah, remember me? Like, yeah, we were friends. Well, it's cool. And then they're supporting you and then they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, where were you in the come up? You know? Right. Like, yeah. Now they want to be your best bud. And exactly. Of course. Exactly. Always. Always. The- but, but that's changing. And it's changing here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of not only like incredible artists coming out yeah. of here, but also a lot of increasing support. Like I was like, there's been all these like you know Spotify um, billboards and and stuff like at Young and Dundas like mm-hmm. in the promoting Canadian yeah. content, yeah. The artists from Toronto. Like I know these people, and I'm looking at them like yeah. Yeah, like I think people are learning it more and that's why because I mean It used to be like you used to you had to go down to New York or you had to go to California. Exactly. You had to exactly There was no way to get out of Canada. There was like the very odd there was like Celine Dion And if you were going to stay in Canada, you would be stuck in Canada. Yeah, so you wouldn't break it internationally And, and I remember the radio state and even still the, the artists you know, it, it it seemed that way. Like even listening to radio, because radio in Canada has to play a certain amount of Canadian yeah. music, and it was always a surprise. Like, how is there not more artists? That, we have such great artists here, and now, like, look, we have some. We have Drake, who's like the most popular artist in the world right now. You know, Justin Bieber, one of the most popular pop stars. You know, uh, and I'm someone who listens. To Amazing bands out of yeah. out of out of Toronto. Yeah, and out of all all. Charlotte Day Wilson is someone who's doing yes, huge yes, awesome yeah, yeah. In Toronto. I reached out to her as well. I was talking, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's killing it. And even like, even if you look at um, Rolling Stone magazine, did like a contest on they were going to feature one band, the one unsigned band on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, and it ended up being the Sheepdogs. From, that's how the sheepdogs got recognized. They're from they're from Saskatoon, yeah. So Canada's it's making it's making headways. Yeah, people yeah. are still sleeping on it, but yeah, I think it'll wait. only get it'll only get better. Oh, yeah. And Toronto's become a scene now. You know yes, what I mean? yes, you know? exactly. We really do want to be New York, but it's it's becoming. No, we have there's some really great people. Um, in this city doing some incredible work. It absolutely is, yeah. I'll give a shout out to um, Diamond and Ella. They're two friends of mine. Okay. And they're putting on um, the industry night. Okay. Um, I believe it's July 15th. It's on the Sunday. Okay. So, AK, okay, like, Sunday. this weekend. This weekend. World yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't care no more because Colombia is out. You know And I, no countries are, like, I was going to get to your Colombian <laughs> Okay, okay. We're gonna get there. Yeah. We're gonna get there, but it's funny. Like I, almost, I'm an England fan, so yeah, I know. That's I was like, oh, but I, I like Colombia. You know what? I said 
one of my um, one of my best friends married a Colombian mm-hmm. girl, and um, so he became a Colombia fan, and so we were at like butting heads because. It was him versus me. And I, I'm Irish, but Northern Ireland never makes the, the World Cup, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I cheer for England. And, um, yeah, but basically I was like, whoever wins that game, that's who I want I want to win. Because yeah. I, I like the Colombians. So who's team. left? France is left. France made it to the final yesterday, and today England faces Croatia. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah. For me as an England fan, like I've never seen this in my lifetime, them come this close. So ah. yeah. Well, I grew up as a David Beckham fan, and okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, this was just like my childhood heroes were all English. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, were you ever a soccer person? Only when Colombia is when Colombia is playing. And they have a great team now, man. They got some superstars. I know. I yeah. Know. yeah. So let's let's actually jump to that for okay. your, your Colombia. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes. for one, let me tell you that. No one puts on a party like a bunch of clones. Oh, no, 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 man, no, 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 no. Not at all, man. Absolutely not. I was telling you, you so my, right. yeah. my, my, my friend, I told you, married a, a Colombian girl, and I've been to some of their parties, and, like, four in the morning, I'm like, okay, like, time to go home, and literally, I'll be grabbed by, like, eight people. No, 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 this song, this song, is they DJ it themselves. Yep, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, morning, I'm like, I've been salsing for, like, yeah. four hours now. <laughs> My hips got another left. Yes, <laughs> yes, bitch. Yeah. Yes, it's so true. It's so, so true. Yeah, so so. I true. mean, it's South American in 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 general, but uh, but Colombian especially, like yeah. they are a fun people to yeah. oh yeah to go out with. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like they don't even need. Like I feel like they don't really even get that drunk or anything. We don't. They're just we don't. they're just happy. We don't. Yeah. 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 It's in our music. It's in our blood. The music. It's just, in yeah. our history. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. To be honest, I don't know much about Colombian history, mm-hmm. but I do know that we've gone through a lot of shit. Yes. Well, of course. And I think it's so beautiful to see a people come through mm-hmm. all that hurt and that pain. And make the most incredible, like, music, the most incredible art. Mm. And it's like, you know, there was a song that's playing. It's my favorite uh, favorite songs that I grew up with. And it's like super, super cheery. And you have no idea. You're like, ooh. And I was asking my friend. I was like, do you know what they're talking about? And I was like, no. I was like, slavery. <laughs> and they're oh like, my what? Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like heavy shit. Yeah. But, like, that's how we deal. Yeah. You turn everything into yeah. a positive. Yeah. Have yes. you ever been to Columbia? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Where Where is your family from? Mom is from Cali. Okay. Dad is from Medellin. Okay. Oh, but like yeah. the outskirts of Medellin on the yes. mountains. Okay. Like rural Very cool. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I've always, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. Um, and I will. I will for sure. Everyone that Thanks. I know that has gone to I, Oh, Columbia, me too. Me they too. They fall in yeah. love. Yeah. I've they been to Brazil. In Peru, that's where I've been down down south. But even even Brazil, I remember as we're talking, because I actually went for the the World Cup in. Okay, sweet, it sweet, sweet, insane. Yeah, insane. I can imagine. Uh, but there was one day in Sao Paulo that like I got up and it was just like, I don't know if it's it's probably the same in Colombia, Brazil, man. They love their rice and beans. Oh <laughs> yeah, I was me by the end. My cousin was like, I cannot eat. Any more rice and beans, like everything, no matter what you ordered, everything came with a came huge serving of rice yeah, and beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, one morning, I'm like, I just gotta get up and go for a run because I feel like I feel physically damp, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm being weighed down yeah, by beans. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, I got up at like eight in the morning and went for a run. 
and people are just coming out of the nightclubs. Like, yes, it's shining bright outside and yeah. people are still like yeah. coming home. I'm like, if you went out, we went out to a street party because I mean, World Cup time was also extra crazy. We went out to a street party. We got there at 12. And, like, we met somebody, he's like, oh, no, no, we're so early. We're yes. so early. Yes. It's <laughs> over here. Yeah. The, the last call's at two. two. Yeah, so everyone closes. And then the place calls at three. I'm like, we're at, went out at 12. The guy's buddy showed up at three in the morning. And I was, it was like a Tuesday. And I was like, what, like, are you guys off this week? And he's like, no, no, I go to work. I'll go to work at nine. <laughs> like, he showed up at three. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy over there. Um... But, uh, yeah, Colombia's on the list. So does your Colombian heritage, does it work into your music as well? Mm. Did you use that as an influence? Not too much yet. Okay. And I say yet because I'm only starting to... I'm only now starting to really... um, Not grasp, but I guess kind of like get into the um, the culture. Okay. Um, there wasn't really uh, space for queer people in my culture. Okay. No? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're Roman Catholic. Right. Yes. So, you know, growing up, it was very... I, I was going to ask you, going to a Catholic school, it must have yeah. been something very, very yeah, tough yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, at what age did you know that you were queer? Um, when... If you can remember. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't think I knew that I was really different until, um, this classmate, she called me out and, like, told all the kids that I wrote I Love Nick on yeah. my, um, okay. eraser, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Okay, right, okay. Um, Fair enough. was like, hey, you like boys? And I was like, <laughs> and I think right. that was the first time that I was like, whoa... Okay. Kind of thing. But I mean, like, even before that, like, my cousins who, like, you know, know me from when I was literally born, they're like, bitch, we knew. Like, of course. This is saying, I have a cousin who's gay and we've known since, but he, you know, it took him time. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, because that was, that aspect of me couldn't be fully accepted, then I, like, distanced myself through it. I went through so many different identity crises because, like, you know, growing up, mm. because I was always trying to fit in right. somewhere. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, there's there's these different... I've been um, in a very reflective space for mm. the past while. Yeah. Where I'm reminded of things, and then I reflect on things, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is why I do this, and this is why I do that. And so I'm starting to decondition and deconstruct... Mm-hmm. Um, the things that make me move a certain way. Okay. Um, and a lot of it comes from pain. Right. Right? Um, and so, you know, like, as you see, I'm very white. Mm-hmm. And so fitting in with other Latinos yes, yes. was difficult. Yeah. Um, fitting in with white people was difficult. difficult. Yeah. Fitting in, you know, being queer and trying to find a space was yeah. difficult. So everywhere I went, there was something that would other me. Yeah. And um, now I'm like putting all these things together and accepting them a thousand percent Mm -hmm. and accepting like the uniqueness and the individualism of 
myself. Right. Which is like, you know, something that I want everyone to feel. And I think now, <clears throat> I think it's becoming more of a thing that self-promotion, you know, being... Internet, baby. Internet is everything. It's changed Ten years ago, I wouldn't even everything. be able to have this podcast. It's changed you know? everything. Yeah. Now yeah. there's so much more. I, I had an artist from, who started in the early 2000s, his career, on my podcast. And they made him change his name. He was half white, half Asian. They made him change his name because it didn't sound Asian enough. Mm. Because looking at him and seeing his name and then looking yeah. at him didn't match. Yeah. Right. I hated. And that. he wasn't he wasn't Asian enough for some roles and he wasn't white enough for other roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I hated that I was being given these expectations right off the get go for mm. things that I just am. Right. You know what I mean? Like just because I'm, you know, Latinx and just because I'm Colombian, like I have to make reggaeton. Like, right. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's, I, I love it. I listen to it, but it's not what I'm feeling at the right. moment. It's not what resounds to me, you know? And like, you know, maybe I will. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Might be some Colombian. Yeah. You. But it's going to be done my way. Of course. You know? So what, what inspires your music? House. House. Okay. I listen to a lot of house music, okay. disco music, like that okay. kind of stuff. That shit gets me like going. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what what kind of artists got? What artists were you listening to that was like, I want to make this. This is what I want to. You know, I don't want to say this is what I want to sound mm-hmm. like because you want to be your own thing. Mm-hmm. But what was like? Definitely. Well, this album is definitely a mix of like you know doing things that are current and then also kind of putting you know my own unique spin to mm-hmm. it and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always just like you know I I'm such a complex individual. Yeah. And there's so much that I grab inspiration from. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it is a little difficult to kind of hone in on it all. Um, but everything inspires me. Yeah. Honest to God, like yeah. There's so much to be inspired. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually you know are present and you let it all in. Yeah. And you open up to it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm learning. Like even now saying that was yeah. like a breath of fresh air. Right. It's weird when I have those moments. It's beautiful actually when I have those moments. Yes. Of like clarity. Mm-hmm. And that moment where like I can breathe. Yeah. And it's that realization. It's like, oh my God, yeah, there's inspiration and everything. Yeah. yeah. Let me pick out one. I'm going to pick out Maxed Out in particular. Yes. Because that song's just, when I heard it, I was like, what do you mean this is some local guy that just made this? I'm like, this song, this song, what do you mean this has to be a song that's been around for, you know, yeah. like five yeah, years, yeah, like yeah. five, ten, yeah. fifteen years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. sounds like such a classic. Oh, yeah, it's got It's like, got a bit of a, like, a 90s yes. kind of, like, pop house yes. influence to yes, it, I noticed. Because yes, yes. I'm, I'm assuming uh, you're a 90s kid as well. Yes, so. yes, yes. And, um, like, I loved it right away because it had... You know, it, it gives me that nostalgia kind of to that 90s pop era. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's whenever I go on a road trip with anyone, they're like, Adam, you're going to DJ? I'm like, I hope you like 90s because we're just driving to 90s tunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 90s bomb. Yeah. So is is that, do you kind of feel, what, what made, do you think made that song so successful already, yeah. for one already? And what? what is that did you kind of want to give it that like classical it was definitely house. like when 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 we produced it yeah um, it was definitely like that was the sound that yeah. it was going to become Be- and like when we first started doing it it was just like 
I just did the piano chords. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe, I, I'm pretty sure the first, because I, I would write a lot of songs with my uh, producer at the time. Um, it would be like over the phone or something, or yeah. I'll, you know, I'll play the chords, and it was the chords for the uh, for the chorus. Yeah. Uh, maxed out, that was the first thing, and then we started building around it. At the time, too, like, I was like so angry at this dude because he was so dumb. I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It was always inspiring I'm by right, someone, right? Right, I was well, so like cheese. I was yeah. so cheese. And I remember like recording it in uh, the producer's living room and just be so mad. But now you're really, like, buddy, thanks for the number. Yeah, right. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So, but yeah, it was very much let that. Me, let me give you a reference because to me it doesn't, like I think about House Now and stuff, it doesn't sound like a marshmallow song. Yeah, whatever. no. So no. what I think of it as... Is, and when I saw that it was number one in Sweden and all, France and all these European countries, I was like, well, 100%, because this sounds like something I would have heard on Euromix 98, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Which was like, those compilations, like, oh, one thing legendary. I miss as a music Much fan, Much one thing dance. I miss as a fan is is those old school compilations. I mean, now, yes. you can't have them anymore because of the yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. but... Those were the shit. You no, know, those compilations are like, are like on Spotify. Yeah, and like yeah. playlists that will play all. Yeah, that stuff. right. Like those were the bomb. Like because uh, I used to go home to Ireland. Or t- sorry, I don't not home. My parents home. Yeah, I used to go home to Ireland. And that was like one of my favorite things about going to Ireland was like, what are people listening to there now? Oh yes. You know? And now it's kind of watered down because I can find it any time. Yes. But it was like every time I'd get this new, I'd come home with this new load of music. And it was like dance music. It was like, and like British hip hop is something like, it's I had always cool. been inspired by the UK specifically. Me, and like oh, in, in high school. I love school, UK bands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In high school, like right before, because like when electronic music blew up here, like, yeah. People have been listening oh, to music in the UK forever. Forever. Like in the nineties, um, when, ele- <laughs> yeah, when Electric Circus was a thing. Right. Yeah. Fun fact: that was the only station yes. playing dance music in North America. Really? And you it's know, much music, right? Much music, yeah, right? Much electric music. Circus. I yeah. grew up hoping to the day we had that a family I could friend be that was on it. And so we always tease them about it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His Electric Circus days. Um, but yeah, everything in terms of music and fashion, yeah. I was inspired by the UK. Yeah. I was inspired like when I was in high school there was um uh, new rave was one of the like right. subcultures that was yeah. thing and it was very like super neon it yeah. grabbed from the 80s but it also brought something new to it um, when MIA first came out yeah, she yeah. was wearing this designer called Cassette Playa mm-hmm. and it was very much like super loud neon big bold everything yeah. and I was super super into that but no one even knew what the fuck that was so right. like me wearing all that stuff People be like, what the fuck are you? What are you doing? All that kind of stuff. I'm like, just you wait, bitches. Right. You know? I thought back 90s, early 2000s, always, I was like, the UK is way ahead of us. Way ahead of us. Way ahead of us. Now, now because of the internet, it's more, we have UK bands here. Yeah. Yeah. And we know all them. And you can go on Spotify and just go on the UK top and whatever. And we all have access to that now, which is amazing. It's great. It's great. But yeah, they were way ahead of us. So that's, that's, Instantly, what I thought when I heard this song, I was like, "This is a Euro mix song." Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. that's why it didn't surprise me that it was number one over there. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Like, thank just, you, thank you. Thank yeah, you. and it's kind of um, it's refreshing because I kind of miss that that music. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of of like modern EDM, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuff that's just like 
build build a build up and then a drop yeah and do it again yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that you know well I feel like we go through these cycles of, of course you know any, especially in pop right yeah it's pop is just popular yeah right so what becomes pop is ever-changing mm-hmm. and I feel like right now we're on the cusp of change yeah yeah, because I feel like hip hop, especially right now, is very is now completely oversaturated. Yes, yeah. and that happened to dance music as yeah. well because well, the EDM bubble was yes yeah, because you have the to... you have the early two thousands that was super urban, super mm-hmm. hip hop and R and B pop, right? Yeah. Then once we got into like dance pop and like EDM pop with like the David Geddes mm-hmm. and then the Zed and the yeah, yeah. you know Afrojack, then we got into that. That became oversaturated. Mm-hmm. And then music started slowing down again, mm-hmm. tempo-wise, right? Then R&B and like trap really reinfused hip-hop and urban music. Yeah. And then that became the popular sound. And then all of a sudden, everything pop now had that urban right. R&B hip-hop flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Now we're at this point now where it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And in the underground dance world, like there's been a lot of amazing music yeah. coming out, and I can feel it. I'm gonna have to and get there's some... a resurgence, baby, of disco music. Yeah. That's <sighs> I'm gonna have to get some records off you because you're you're kinda educating me a little bit here because I'm so Do you have Spotify? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm such a 2000, like early 2000. I love my iTunes and I can't get rid of it. I know, I know. That's what everyone does to no, me. No, but we gotta get Spotify. I know. Yeah, follow I my know. playlists. You know, like I, know. I make I, I'm my so own, curate my own playlists. I spent thousands of hours building my iTunes library that I just can't part with it. And uh, you don't have to part with it. I know. I just get an addition. I know. <laughs> I know, I really should give in. It's the same with like Netflix. I'm like, I'm still on that, like, I'm not giving in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to get some song records off you. Or I, I think I can still view it on Spotify. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can still use Spotify yeah. uh, free. Mm-hmm. You can have a free thing. You just say, well, can't I just need skip to skip songs and stuff like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, get it. I would highly recommend that you Of course. Guys... No, I, I know. It's one of those things I'm not even arguing about. It's just, oh, I'm it's just. so good. I'm, yeah. Plethora of music. I'm discovering new stuff all the time. Their algorithms are so great in terms of curating stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm always being recommended great things that I find myself saving. Well, the saving. thing is with me is there's like a certain type of music that, like anyone, that I is my favorite so it's like I don't need to find that will always come to me because I'm in that scene it's the other stuff that I want coming to me because I don't know that scene so that's well. why I love that so you know you can just go by your mood right yeah, Right. Yeah. so it's like you know what how am I feeling right now yeah. not what I, what, what I want to listen to how am I feeling right now yeah. and then start there how do you feel about like Google Play and I'm not a fan really I like I was a huge fan of Songza mm-hmm. when it came out, and then when yeah, we played on yeah, it, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Spotify kind of destroyed. For me, honestly, everything. Spotify yeah. does it does Spotify. it the best. Yeah, does it the best. Um, I want to how how do you feel? Because now you, some of your songs are in rotation in department stores. Yes. Zara, I've I've heard is yeah, playing. Yeah. Have you ever been shopping and all of a sudden? And today's pops up on the... You know what? Me, myself, personally, no. Hasn't happened. But it's happened to my friends, and they'll send me... They'll send you. You know, like, my first time... Which first is time really I exciting ever... for them. You yeah! Know? Like... My friend was in Spain. But I want to In the know... Zara at Spain. Okay. And he snaps in the change room. He's yeah. like, oh my god, you're yeah. fucking playing at Zara in Spain! 
So I want to know. You're gonna have to send me. I want to know what happens when you hear your song for the first time. Because I've heard, I've had buddies who are musicians and stuff, and they're like, nothing is like. And they were like in bands, so they're like, nothing is like hearing your song on the radio. Oh yeah. Because it's just like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's something about playlists or like when you're in public places or on the radio. That's like when a song plays on the radio, it sounds so much better than you just putting it on yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when something strikes you the right way, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know when that moment happens. Mm-hmm. When it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's. I will be, let you know. You're probably gonna break into like a little <laughs> dance party in the middle of the city. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, I've, we've kind of gone like all over the map. Yeah, right? baby. So let's see. What um? Do you? I want to ask. So going back to kind of you being restricted previously, do you feel now like kind of a weight's been lifted? Oh, and, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel now that you can kind of be like a role model for other queer artists? Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a role model is like something that just happens innately as you- Right, you can't try more traction. <laughs> exactly, it just yeah. happens. That's why for me, it's so important to be so open. Mm-hmm so truthful Mm -hmm. I don't want people to think that this is like you know this crazy thing that you can't do it's like I want everyone to live their best life yeah I want people to live their truth Mm -hmm. because I feel like if we actually all were able to and we were confined by these societal norms, these constraints, this unwritten rule book of like how a man or how a woman should be, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? What it means to be black, what it means to be Asian. Like it's just like all like all these things are these societal constructs, these social constructs, everything. And what would the world be if we could just all be ourselves and, like, you know, be judged by who we are, not Mm. what we are? Right. You know? So it's like I feel like just by being myself and by living my best life, it just... Other people can take influence. You know? You know, it's it's so true. And and the the more I think about it, the more it frustrates me. It's like I get everyone... There's no problem with people believing in what they believe in, but I just don't, I don't understand me personally because I, I like to think I'm a nice person <laughs> and I'm good to everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, why there's that need to make other people believe what you believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, believe what you want, but just accept there's just like your fellow man for what they believe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's no need to convert, you no. know? You know, people know. are who they are, and you're never going to change their mind anyways, so why, you know? Yeah, and that's why I was saying earlier I empathized with those kids who were, hack, you know, yeah, hugging yeah. me because why? There's probably some deep-seated trouble that's of going course. on. Of course, yeah. and it's like I myself am constantly deconditioning, mm-hmm. deconstructing. Oh, why did I think this like that when I see these group of people? Mm-hmm. Why did I react this way when I see a group of people? Oh, it's because this happened and that happened and this happened. And now I'm letting that one specific moment, Mm -hmm. a negative experience, now dictate the way that I perceive those people. Like, what? You almost now feel more bad for them than you feel on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, even, like, you know, growing up, of course, like, you know, that generational gap and, you know, they think a certain way. And then just growing up hearing things that you never questioned. And then mm-hmm. now you're questioning it, and you're like, "Oh, ew, that's I shouldn't think that way," you mm-hmm. know. But it's 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 totally fine 
to have that moment, but it's acknowledging that moment. Yes, yeah. You know? And that's, I, I think, how we're all going to be able to, like, you know, actually progress. Yeah. And, um, and I think now, because now you got to think about now all our generation now are going to be parents. So there should yeah. be... You know, it should only get better. You know, yeah. I think about some of the stigmas that were around when I was a kid. And I was like, how did we ever, you know, how was this ever a thing? I was talking you know about I mean? it. I'm like, if, like, if only RuPaul's Drag Race existed when I was four, you mm-hmm. know, if only um, we were talking about the gender spectrum at that, mm-hmm. uh, in that time, these conversations were not even being had. No, like, no, no one was talking about this. So... Mm-hmm. Being that young, feeling so many things that no one I could relate to caused so much pain, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it's so important for me, again, to mm-hmm. be open and to be visible because even if it's just one person right. that I make that connection with mm-hmm. for them to feel like it's going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, there's no reason why well, it I think, shouldn't be I okay. think the people that kind of form, especially then, like, form society, there was no one, you know, for, like... I've never had an issue or I've never questioned my gender or anything like that. So it's hard for someone like me to understand that. So um, I think that the people that were, you know, in the media form of society, it just, they're probably similar. So it came off that way. Now we have people like RuPaul who are like, hey, this is what I've experienced. And now he can, he has got a a network and he can share what he's experienced. So people, similar people can, you know, now we've got that because um, for me it, it for me it actually it just makes it makes me sad because I'm like I can't even imagine the pain of having to deal yeah, with something like that yeah, yeah, life yeah. is hard enough as it is yeah. you know <laughs> like that's what through, I'm saying bro so to young, be with people when you're young to and, be with somebody who did not who would not understand that at right. all you know mm-hmm you know, like, <laughs> I think about going, going, being a child is hard enough as it is, you know, trying to fit in it, you know, and I even think about just being gay was so hard, you know, or even like when you're in high school, there's definitely people who realize by high school that they are queer and it was yeah, so was, hard, even I was, when I was in high school, which was only 10 years ago, well, a little more now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it was, there was one open gay guy when I was in high school and 100% there was way more than that yeah of course 100% there's way more than that um, and I think about it now I'm like that is crazy because yeah. that means there's at least probably at least 20 kids that are being queer people are everywhere yeah everywhere yeah. it's just you know we just didn't know a yeah. lot of them because a lot of people didn't feel like they could they be they could be you yeah. know and even when like you know, in the 90s, there might have been a little bit of queer visibility, but it's also one specific experience, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, even, like, on TV, you know, when I started, like, even the bit of queer visibility that did exist was so specific, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was, you know, white, cisgendered, gay males. Yes, yeah. And then that was the only experience, and then usually they'd be very femme, and then it'd be more like, you know, they're like a comic relief, or they're... Right, you know what I mean? right. So, like, even that in, kind of... Even in media, you're yeah. right. Yes, 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 yes. So, like, that's why also diversification and and representation in mm-hmm. media and film and in TV is again so important. And also, that's it. It's true. And it's there's kind of like this: if you're gay, you have to be this way, or if you're straight, you have to be this. For sure, way, right? Even and being Latinx and growing up seeing my people in movies only clean. Right. You know that 
was very impressionable yeah. for me. So when I'm five years old and all I want is blonde hair and blue eyes, mm-hmm. I used to pull the girl's hair next to me, mm-hmm. like um, yeah. my neighbor. Yeah. I would just make her, I would, just pulling her blonde mm-hmm. hair. Beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous blonde hair. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Um, I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it so bad. And that's so fucked up that like a five-year-old without right. even really knowing mm-hmm. really why because I'm like, I didn't like, I hated my freckles and I hated that like, you know, I was othered already, right? right? right, right, right. And then seeing that like the only thing that I could amount myself to mm-hmm. was being a cleaner or cutting fucking right, grass. Right. And then knowing that my parents were cleaners, mm-hmm. you know, are cleaners and are, and so I was fitting that stereotype that was being portrayed in media of course I'm going to distance myself from that and try to remove myself from that because I didn't want to be that. I'm right. like, but I don't want to, that's not what I want to do with my life, but mm-hmm. you're telling me that that's all I can do. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. And, and then there's like the, there's always the, the where, where they intercept two different being two different things. I have a, a very close friend who is gay, but he's uh, a Christian as well. And he had the most conflict, internal conflict, because he's like, I can't be both. Yeah. And I was like, why can't you be both? Yeah. You can be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you know, like, why not? Of course. You know? Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it, it, again, like you said, the, the world, you know, we're moving, I think, in the right direction. But, you know, it's going to be, the world's going to be an interesting place. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think yeah. Toronto especially will be a very interesting yeah. place. And if I think, we can save the environment, too, because our I know. Our time you should listen to really my, my first ever podcast. I had David Miller, our mm-hmm. old mayor. Oh, snap, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, um, that's what he's all about now, is trying to preserve the environment. And it's like the most, it's the most interesting podcast because mm. he just is such a smart dude. I was actually, I don't really get nervous around people, but I was just nervous because I'm like, I don't want to sound dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, 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 he's so yeah. smart. Yeah. Anyways, it's really good if you want to know I will, ways I that you can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He knows so much about CO2 emissions and everything. And he's trying to make changes in condo buildings and everything on how we can recycle better. And it's yes, pretty, really cool. Yes, I have really a friend cool. of mine. I'm going to give her a shout out to Julia. She just started a new Instagram called Zero Waste Robler? Rabler? W R A B L E R? Okay. And, um, and it's all about you know, zero waste. It's yeah. like a life of zero waste and like, you know, talking about like, you know, going grocery shopping at the farmer's market, bringing your mason jars and all these things and freezing certain produce or using the full carrot. Like so many things that like, you know, it's just like a little bit of change of habit. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool already to see like, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I never thought about this this right, way. Yeah, I never, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me get on this train, you mm-hmm. know? Cause there's a lot of it's just education, right? It you is. Know? It does. A lot of it doesn't even require that much change. It's just doing things slightly differently. Different. Yeah. Thinking absolutely. Okay. So I mentioned actually being, if, if you're getting, you've collaborated with some pretty cool artists. Yeah, I've read yeah, like yeah. Layback Luke and yeah, Nicky Romero, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Do you ever get nervous about working with these guys that are? Oh God, absolutely. Yeah. Not. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever been, do you ever get, have you ever been starstruck along your journey? I Do you get starstruck? Yeah, usually no. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, 
the only time I ever got starstruck was at the Urban Outfitters and Kalani okay. was there just shopping yeah, yeah. and I just saw her and the thing is like I don't even really listen to her music I know yeah. of her and I know that she's queer mm-hmm. um, and she was here for Pride okay. at performance and um, my, my sister is a fan she's a okay. huge fan but I don't know why I got so starstruck and so nervous when mm-hmm. I, like, I saw her. It was so weird. I was yeah. not expecting that. Because like, I saw her, and I didn't recognize her. She just looked very regular. And she's covered in tattoos, right? So I'm like, okay, let me do a quick Google search first. Yeah. I'm like, is that Kalani? Is that Kalani? And then I saw the next tattoo. I'm like, oh, what is Kalani? So I went to her, and I was like, are you? And she's like, and I could tell <laughs> she didn't want me to, like, yeah. you know, bait her out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, you're just here shopping. You're beautiful. And yeah. then I just went back to the changer and yeah. I'm like, ah! and I'm like, should I have said something else? Should I have said right, something right, of more? Course. Or maybe, you know, I've been like, you know, I really wanted to actually like, you know, say like, thank you for being open and for right. being, yeah, you know, me. yourself because like, that is so important. Yeah. Because it gives me so much hope. Yeah. That's great. So that that's more of a personal. Yeah. What about per- professionally? Like when you've worked with anyone, do you ever get nervous like, I even get nervous doing stuff like this or, or journalism stuff that when I work with certain people, I'm like, oh my gosh, they've been doing this for so long. They're so professional. They're going to think my setup is shit. You know what I mean? Like, do they have, do you ever worry about stuff like that? Mm-mm. No, that's good because I mean, as a musician, you kind of, I know what I can do. I know that I'm good at it, you know, great. and I'm here for a reason. That's great. I've actually got, I just thought of it. I've got a really good starstruck story for you. Mm-hmm. I once saw, I once ran into Eugenie Bouchard. I mean, that is. The tennis player. So okay, she's like this okay. beautiful Canadian tennis player. Like like a blonde goddess, right? So I saw her and I'm like, I gotta go say something. I gotta say something. And of course, now it's not only the <laughs> the celebrity syndrome, it's now like the beautiful woman yeah, syndrome. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I don't even know what came out of my mouth. Um, and she was even like, she even was told she's even like, it's okay. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> Um, and then what was really funny is I, I took a photo with her and I cute. posted it on, on my Instagram or whatever, cute, right? Cute. So at the time I have a friend, a friend that lives in New York and we had just played catch up a few days before or whatever. So he's like, Oh, what's like, what's going on in your life or whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, I had just started dating someone at the time. Right. So I was like, Oh, I just started dating someone. Blah, blah, blah. So we're talking. He messages me the day later. Cause he says he saw the photo. He's like, are you dating Eugenie Bouchard? <laughs> <laughs> think that's even a possibility is is very flattering yeah yeah, no, yeah. i'm not dating eugenie bouchard star tennis player eugenie bouchard love, anyways love, but love, yeah love. um is there anybody if you could collaborate with one artist right now who yeah. would it be Ooh. i know it's a hard one eh? i know or you can give me a few i mean okay i'll tell you like dream people to collaborate mm-hmm. with me Lady Gaga. Dead or Alive, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga, okay. Yeah, sure. great choice. Uh, Sophie. I don't okay. Know Sophie. Um, she's a wicked artist from the UK. Okay. Yeah, super, super awesome. Um, Bjork. Do something yeah. really cool with her. Yeah. I'd love to collaborate with Dua Lipa. Okay. Love her. Yeah, she's killing it right yeah. now. Killing oh, yeah, killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd love to do something with, like, queer artists, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Troy Sivan. As well, okay. I'd like to do something with him. Um, Demi Lovato, let's do something. This everybody, yeah, let's yeah, have a geeky. Every, you don't have, you don't have like a one no. that's like this is my. That would be like, unreal dream come true. 
Britney Spears, I guess. Okay, yeah. Just because, like, well, I mean... You, that was our era. Yeah, yeah. I want to work with Britney yeah, Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears is definitely, you know, like, yeah. my biggest inspiration as a pop star. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, because she was, like, it Everything. for, like, a long it. time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so just a couple wrap-ups. Um, so you recently did some shows... Uh, I saw there was one at the Mod Club. Yes. One at 183 Geary. Yes. How are those? How is how is the performance? Oh my god, those are amazing. Yeah. yeah Do you yeah, get nerves yeah. performing? Um, are you just comfortable doing your thing? No, I love performing. You love performing. It's my shit. You know, yeah. that's I mean, where I feel like everything is just gone, you know, when I'm on stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in general, no, not at all. Okay, so when where can we see you next? So I'm actually performing, uh, when, is, it, is today Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Okay, yeah. so tomorrow I'm performing. Oh, shoot, this won't be up. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Lol. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so of course, yeah, I have a performance tomorrow, but... Where's uh, that? That's going to be at Revival. Oh, nice. Yeah, Great yeah. Great spot. Yes, Great 8 spot. p.m. It's a fundraiser to provide education at the remote island of Koh Rong in Cambodia. Okay. 100% of the proceeds go towards amazing. the foundation, which is amazing, amazing to be part wow, of. Wow, that's a great venue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be fun. After that, that's not really sure okay. yet. Um, that's like perform live performances is what I'm like focusing on. Right. You know? Trying to get your music out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, if you know, if anything, you can message me. If there's anything, I can put it on the intro of the yeah, podcast. This will probably go up next week, I'd say. Cute. So, um, yeah, if there's anything you need, want me to promote, you let me yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For but yeah, sure. we definitely want to see you live. I mean, the music's awesome. So, um, last question yes. as a wrap up. What is next? What are your goals? What are your next? What's next for Andres? Yeah. Next is a music video. Okay. I really want to make a music video for one of the songs. Okay. Yeah. For one of the maxed out ones, awesome. But thank you, thank um, you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I want to make a video for one of the songs, won't say yet. Okay. Um, and Who are you working? Do you have someone already that you're going to work with? or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, got my possibilities. Okay. Let me kind of open it's it. Still a little bit very, hush, hush, very, okay. very much in the beginning aspect, in the okay. beginning stages of it, but it will probably happen sooner than later because so I got to get the ball rolling. Yeah. immediate thing that's coming. Uh-huh. Uh, because like I feel like that supplemented with my live performances like I feel like it's gonna be like I just gotta keep the momentum keep rolling because yes. like I've got this momentum now yeah. and I've been you know performing more and I've been going out and about too like now that I can be myself uh, I just have so much fun now like mm-hmm. going to events and right. so like just going everywhere and just like making connections with people you know people now know who I am mm-hmm. and like I'm in the scene and getting mm-hmm. around so it's like um definitely want to be able to like keep pushing that so that and like new music i want to make new music like mm-hmm. i was in are the you studio. writing at the moment or right now specifically no okay. i have all these like you know fragmented ideas that right. i would just like in my voice memos i'd be like yeah 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 <laughs> but um yeah that's definitely next on my um to-do list as well Awesome. Awesome. And then what about any long-term goals? What's the, well, be a pop star. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I just got to take it one day at a time because I, yes, when I of course. think too much, like I overwhelm <laughs> myself. There's the anxiety attack. Yeah, <laughs> she goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andres, it's been great having you on the Yay, show. Thank, thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And we'll have you, when you're a pop star, you'll have to remember oh, us little guys. I will come you'll back. come back. I will All come right. back. You just hit me up. There we go. Thanks, yeah, Andres. Thank you. <laughs>
Spider-Man to you.